Welcome to Choosing Leadership, a podcast for high performers with big dreams and for leaders who know that they are more powerful than the level that they are currently playing. I am Sumit Gupta, your host and the founder CEO of the Deploy Yourself School of Leadership. I am here to help the best leaders get better and to help organizations massively improve their output and impact and at the same time eradicating workplace stress. Yes, completely eradicating, not just reducing, completely eradicating. I believe in creating a future and a work culture where people wait for Mondays, not Fridays and get to do their most meaningful work. The aim of this podcast is not to provide you more content, but instead shift the context under which you operate. This podcast is titled Choosing Leadership because that is what leadership is, a choice. In each episode, I will celebrate leaders who have made such choices, which are not always easy and comfortable, but which has helped them get to where they are today. And let us celebrate the leader in us for choosing to move over our fears, for choosing to be motivated by something bigger than ourselves and for choosing to deal with every challenge that comes on the way. Let us celebrate you right now for stepping into the unknown and taking courageous action as those were the moments when you chose leadership. At the end, I will share how you can be our next guest on this podcast. And with that, let's get started. Paulina is a serial entrepreneur, seed investor, keynote speaker and author of Late Bear, What the Business Leader Learned from the Stripper. In the interview, she opens up about her mental health challenges and how life has prepared her for what she does rather than any formal education. We spoke about her unusual background and how she continues to draw lessons and inspiration from that, not just for herself, but also for others. We also spoke about the role meditation plays in her life and the value of nourishing important relationships for her. Hi, Paulina, and welcome to the Choosing Leadership podcast. Hello, it's great to be on the show. Thanks for inviting me. It's wonderful to have you here. And for our listeners, can you start by sharing who you are and what do you do? Oh, this is such a complicated question for me because I am many things and I do many things. But in short, I am a serial entrepreneur and investor in startups, public speaker and author and also a burlesque dancer. So that's quite an interesting set of ideas or activities. Can you share a little bit about your background, right? How did that prepare you for what you're doing today? Yes, of course. So I would say that kind of life prepared me more than education or kind of any structured activity like that. I've never done an MBA and never kind of trained to be a businesswoman, but I've learned everything that I know through just doing it and surrounding myself with people smarter and more successful than I am. Can you share one or two events from your life which you would say are like the most meaningful or which have shaped you the most? Wow, what a question. <laughs> sure. So I'd say my journey of mental health has been extremely meaningful and challenging. There was a time when I was 14 and I was struggling with a severe eating disorder and kind of always on the border of really saying goodbye to life in some way. 
I felt like disillusioned. I felt very concerned and fascinated by the kind of prospect of potential self-destruction. And there was a particular day, which I remember very well, when I knew that I wasn't going to kind of commit suicide in a very dramatic way, but I knew that if I carried on with my anorexic patterns, that would mean the end. And I just knew it within myself. And that day I made a decision to turn back and to actually see what life has to offer and what I can actually create as opposed to destroy. And that day, I think, was fundamental. I was 14, I'm 38 now, and I still remember that day like yesterday. And I think it was shaped me in the sense that I chose life and I chose to want to explore life and potentially it has to its limits and I'm still on that path right now. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that, something so personal for you. And what I'm curious about is how does that impact your present right now when you talk to entrepreneurs, when you talk to leaders, how does that experience make you better prepared or how does that change your advice or your conversations with them? Yeah, so that again, that would be deep, a deep question. I would say that back then I, because I chose life and apologies for noise, there's like my cat's whiskey and bubbles were the absolute apple of my eye in the background, having fun and being, being cats, being really alive creatures. So I think I have a certain spark of aliveness, curiosity about life passion for discovering what life has to offer and entrepreneurship is a key part of that for me. Off they go. <laughs> and when I see people as an entrepreneur's founders with the same spark, it's easy to relate to that. And I love one of the most beautiful parts of my journey at the moment as a startup founder, as an investor is seeing that spark of life in other entrepreneurs and helping them kind of get to grips with what it is that they're truly passionate about and also kind of warning them about the dangers of lack of sufficient self-care, which is my priority these days. So if I am not happy, health taken care of, then nobody else in my life will and also nobody that I employ or work with so that has definitely shaped my, the way I work with people in the sense that firstly, I recognize that spark of life in people that I also have. And secondly, I know that spark is easy to extinguish unless you really look after yourself, which is something that I practice and I preach. Thank you. Thank you. I work with a lot of startups as well. So I think what you're sharing is so relevant because everybody starts a company because of that spark, because of something. But so often in the day-to-day, -day, we get lost in the pressure, in the overwhelm of doing things or, or meeting expectations. So how do you navigate that both for yourself and for the people that you work with? The busyness of life, the meeting expectations, the continuous yeah. demands, as well as still keeping that spark which gives you meaning, which gives you purpose, which gives you energy. Yeah, I'm just trying to move to the light a little bit so I'm a bit better visible. Okay, that's it. So... Um... I think I've integrated into my life a lot of support structures and a lot of places when I get to just be with myself 
and focus on being as opposed to doing and not derive too much meaning and too much self-identity with the stuff that I do and accomplish, but actually really be with myself. And that could, like, that could look in a variety of ways. So for example, I just meditated this morning because before mm-hmm. I hopped on this call, I have, I feel that physical health and exercise and fitness is extremely important for me and more for, for my, my mental health than anything else. Then, for example, I travel a lot internationally to speak conferences. And when I do that, I make sure I stay in a nice hotel room, which the organizers typically provide. And next to moments of being incredibly extroverted and extremely passionate and kind of outgoing, mm. I take moments of quiet to myself. And that is very important to me. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And this is so meaningful, but so often easy to ignore. Right? Even as an extrovert, making sure that where you are living, like a hotel room is according to your needs and also then you create that time on a daily basis but also like on a regular basis for quiet and for that reflection to make sure that you stand on a solid ground first before you move towards creating something else absolutely i think if you don't stand like you said in the solid ground then whatever you create will sooner or later like fall completely And then there is like connection with people that I love, that are supporting me on my journey and just nourishing those relationships. Mm. So for example, right now I'm in between two trips abroad, but today I'm meeting my best friend. I've made sure to spend some quality time with my husband. I've made sure to take the time to recover. I slept a lot. So these things are crucial. And I think that the startup scene Generalizing is very much oriented towards being, sorry, towards doing as opposed to like really feeling your body, feeling your emotions. And that's a crucial part of your, anyone's development as a leader and therefore as a founder. Mm. Yeah. And can you share a little bit about your own company? Which one? I'm on my third one. At the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Grand Prix is the first one or the... It's my second one, but I've, it's mm. the, kind of the most successful one and developed one so far. So I'm now a non-executive to a Grand Prix, having spent 12 years building the company to a point where it, at the time when I was leader, employed 50 people, raised in excess of 200 thousand two hundred mm-hmm. million pounds or worth of government funding for startups but most of all i'm proud of what we've accomplished because it was a very special company from the culture point of view so at the time when i was leaving grant had transparent financials everybody was in charge of setting their own salary according to a prescribed process And we've really taken a lot of time and effort to create the kind of culture and the kind of workplace where if I was looking for a job today, I would want to work in. Of course, it had its challenges and ways I could have made things better at the time. And yet I'm really proud that we've stepped on that journey because I have to say, if I decided to milk the company and take the profits as opposed to 
taking considerable amount of time, energy, which translates into money, of course, building the culture that I build, I would be a much wealthier person when it comes to material wealth. But then again, there are other types of wealth, such as abundance, such as the sense that you're acting uh, 100% in line with your values. And I'm proud that my co-founder and I did that as opposed to quickly building a company that we could sell or quickly building a company that would give us substantial amounts of cash. Instead, we reinvested that money into the growth of the company. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that and also sharing that perspective of that there are other kinds of wealth. Oh, absolutely. Wealth is fundamentally an inside job. So a feeling that you have when I think all the key areas of your life, there is kind of abundance flowing in all the key areas of your life. Mm-hmm. Of material safety and wealth is part of it, but only one kind of wealth. Yes, yes. And if I take that into the future, right, what is it? that you see yourself doing or what lies ahead for you, given the values that you have and given the choices that you have taken so far, what's next? Yeah, very good question. And while I have some ideas and I'm more than happy to share them, I'm also open to receiving um, guidance from life in terms of what it pulls me, what happens for me. To a Uh degree, I have my own agenda and my own goals, but I'm also surrendered to the wisdom of the process of life, which I really believe in. So at the moment, I'm mentoring several startups, and I think I'll be mentoring and investing more. I would love to, I would love to have equity in several projects that I really believe in. I already have in some. And apart from growing my own company, um, I would want to be involved in several projects that I really believe in some kind of way. I foresee a significant speaking career for myself, so I already speak internationally. But it is on my bucket list goal to be a TED Global speaker. That's something that I'm really passionate about because I think when I'm able to really tune into my audience and share my lessons and share my values in that way can be very powerful. Yeah, I definitely foresee starting more companies internationally and helping others or have that kind of spark to start and scale their businesses. So yeah, definitely I see entrepreneurship as a career as opposed to a kind of one shot kind of thing where you either need mm-hmm. and I know that I'll be starting many more projects over the years to come. Thank you. Thank you for giving us a peek into the future. And what do you think are your biggest challenges or problems that you will face in the future? That I will face in the future. So those things are difficult to foresee. And yet I know that the biggest challenges for me will always be related to things I care the most about. And that would be my relationships with people that love me and support me. And that will be most likely going work with self-care and all ongoing work with my mental health, which has been, yeah, I would say shaky or challenging in the last over two decades. So kind of working with my energy and feeling into what is right in the moment and when to say stop or when to put things on pause, that will probably be one of the challenges because I'm passionate about so many things and so many things I see as opportunities. And it's, yeah, it is challenging to limit my activity 
according to what I know, the resources in terms of my energy and my health available to me. Yeah, yeah. I love that, right? I love that you're open about what you see as your challenges, but at the same time, not stopping yourself from identifying that spark or what you care about most deeply and also the dreams, the ambitions for the future, right? And it doesn't have to be either way. I think we can still aspire to take that forward and at the same time still taking care of ourselves and being very real rather than faking, like rather than just not seeing something which we, at some level we feel that there is a challenge, yeah. right? Yeah, so given your unique background and experiences, right, as you meet people and also what we spoke about being versus doing earlier. Yeah. What is it that people misunderstand or get wrong when you approach them? And then how do you deal with that dynamic? When I approach them, in what capacity? As an investor, just as a human being, what, what do you mean? So let's say you're giving a public speak. You're talking yeah. to a group of people who are kind of strangers to you or not doesn't know you very well. And then whatever your ideas that you or the place that you're coming from might not be familiar to everybody. And then how do you deal with that dynamic? Sure. So there could be quite a lot of misconceptions around my path and my journey. I haven't encountered that many actually, but because my most popular talk is titled What the Business Leader Learned from the Stripper, and I usually come in quite a unusual, let's say, outfit for a for somebody who speaks at an international conference, that might kind of breed all sorts of misconceptions around like who is this person? How kind of has she, I don't know, slept her way to a successful position in business? Why is she talking about stripping while being on stage at technology conferences? Well, there is quite a lot of room for misconception, but to be honest, I'm not too concerned about it. I think my path is my path and I will be misunderstood most certainly by some people, particularly as my exposure grows, my personal brand grows, my influence grows. And I think that's inevitable. And they totally have the right to perceive me in whatever way they choose to. But that should mm -hmm. not stop me on what I feel is true and powerful within myself, where my path leads me. Yeah, yeah. And it, it really takes courage, right, to show up as that, as you described. And I've seen some of your talks, some of your posts on LinkedIn. So what gives you that courage, right? So I get the solid grounding that you have, but what gives you that courage to still continue to put yourself in a place where people might misunderstand you, misperceive you. Yeah, judge me, yeah, of course. I would say that it's an ongoing journey, so it's not like that courage kind of dropped in one day. I chose many years ago to start showing up for myself and start showing up in my authenticity. And that feels incredible in my body to be really aligned with my truth. So the more I do it, the more authentic, vulnerable I am on stage. Mm. Just talking to you right now, the more powerful I feel, the more aligned with my truth I feel. And that gives me confidence. The amazing feedback that I receive, not even just from the audiences, but from my own being, feeling that wow, this is, this is the right way for me to be authentic. So it's confidence in my view comes from every action, every choice, every decision 
that you like, that's what leads consciousness and confidence. So yeah, that's how I would answer that. Thank you. Yeah, I think when people normally talk about feedback, they are looking for external feedback. And many times people are looking for external validation. But what you just mentioned is that your own body, your own being, feeling good, right? And that's the best feedback because then you are comfortable with where you are, even if outside feedback is not there, right? So our body is an important source of feedback. So there have been times where the audience was, for example, at a big conference, smaller than I would have liked, when uh, things weren't quite as I would love for them to be. But yet I chose to give the best of myself and really kind of serve this group of people mm. that are listening in the moment. And the feedback that I got internally in terms of was I aligned with my truth? Was I vulnerable? Was I real? That feedback means everything to me, absolutely everything. Thank you. And I love how you use the word choose rather than you had to do something, right? It's so often we are living in obligation and the title of this podcast is choosing leadership because I believe that every moment we have that choice to really choose to carry that spark forward, to take care of what we care about, even if it might be confronting or unusual at times. Absolutely. And when we talk about choosing leadership, I would kind of bring it to choose inner or self-leadership first, how you want to show up for yourself, how you... I. Is what you're doing really aligned with your values? And if it is, it almost doesn't matter whether your message is heard by two people or 200,000, because that authenticity means everything. And that's what the world really needs. And I totally believe that if you choose to show in your authenticity and in your self-leadership over and over again, sooner or later, the world will pay attention. Thank you. Thank you for adding that. So before before we end, right, what advice would you give somebody who has that spark, who has that big dream, but still has been struggling? There's a lot of struggle in their journey of dealing with their own understanding of what their values are, what they really care about, but then also dealing with everything which is external, all the expectations, the criticism, the comments. I would say come back to what feels really good in your body. So when you're doing it, it feels meaningful. And after you've done it, you get this internal feeling of satisfaction and prioritize these things. Like take courageous mm-hmm. enough to prioritize yourself, your desires, your passions, and uh, just be prepared for the fact that some people love you, some people will be neutral and some people hate you. And that is the journey of any person that chooses to be real in the world. Yeah, that's what I would say. And try to find the balance. Japanese talk about this concept of ikagai, which is bliss or fulfillment. And then there is a there is a middle ground between what you love, what the world needs, what you can get paid for, and what you're really good at. And if you find the middle ground between those four, I believe that's where really magic happens. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that and also adding and emphasizing that all leadership starts with self-leadership. Right? We can talk about teams and organizations, but unless you are able to lead yourself well, 
and be comfortable with your choices, it, everything else becomes difficult and also like devoid of meaning or devoid of fun. So thank you for, yeah. So for anybody who is listening, who wants to reach out to you, find out more about you, how, what is the best way to do so? Sure. So I'm at Paulina Tenner, T-E-N-N-E-R, on all social media, quite easily accessible. You can check out my public speaking website, which is paulinatenner.com. Or if you're interested in kind of my perception of leadership and the kind of leadership the world really needs right now and my journey as an entrepreneur, check out my book, which was published earlier this year. It's paulinatenner.com slash book. Thank you. Thank you, Paulina, for your time, sharing your life with us and sharing those choices that have shaped you into who you are today. My pleasure. It was a beautiful conversation. Thank you. Thank you. That's it for this episode of Choosing Leadership with Sumit Gupta. I choose leadership every time I record this podcast and I invite you to do the same. I invite you to design a life of joy, meaning, pride and satisfaction, not just for yourself, but for everybody around you. If you got something out of this episode, would you share this episode on social media? And if you know somebody who would be a great guest, can you tag them on social media to let them know about the show? And if you are a leader who wants to acknowledge how far you have come, and have big dreams for the future, please reach out to me to be a guest on this podcast. And I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. This is what I do most naturally, to lovingly and gently provoke you, to help you see your own light, to help you see what you are already capable of. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and it means a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, go to deployyourself.com and subscribe to my newsletter or follow me on LinkedIn. I want to thank everyone who contributed to making this show a reality and I want to thank you for listening. Always remember that you are enough, you are loved and you matter. This is Sumit. Until next time, keep choosing leadership.